Hey fellow entrepreneurs, welcome to Buckets and Boomgates with Kim White and Carrie Zarb, where you get to be the fly on the wall in weekly conversations that are designed for you, the entrepreneur. Business can be hard, and doing it alone is even harder. That is why in this show, these two business owners will share across the globe what they have experienced so you can get serious results while having fun in your business. It's now time to join today's conversation with Kim and Carrie. Hello, Kim. Hi, Carrie. Oh, first episode. How exciting. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my goodness. It is very exciting. Mm-hmm. What are we going to talk about today, Kim? Now, well, I think we should ask a question about finding your passion. We're asked this a lot about how do you know what business to do or what got you started in this way and and all of those things. And I feel like this is such a great topic, you know, in getting started with your business. Well, and Kim, I think we get additional questions like people actually ask us, well, what should I pick? Exactly. Yeah. So, Kim, the first question that um, comes to mind for finding your passion is what did you want to be when you were growing up? You know, for me, Carrie, I think I have been entrepreneurial since birth. However, it took me a long time to figure out how to really do business. And I felt like I was the only one that wasn't catching on to things or the only one that changed things. I've done some pretty drastically different things in my lifetime. And at the base of all of them, it was really lack of business understanding versus lack of what I was doing. So I think that that's a piece of this passion puzzle is finding that thing that when you wake up in the morning, you're excited about it. But Kim, take us back in time here, just a little bit, just a couple of couple of years. When you were a little girl, did you did you dream <laughs> of of becoming something? Um, I I think it was just simply business. I really I can remember in kindergarten. This is a true story, and it's hysterical when I think back on it. In kindergarten, I would have one of the baby dolls on my hip. I would be in the little play kitchen cooking dinner. And at the same time, I would have the cash register on the counter next to me, selling all my little classmates groceries from the, from the kitchen. So it's like, I was doing business and cooking and loving on, you know, kids I was doing, and that's what my life has looked like. Mm -hmm. I love it. What was yours like, Carrie? I think I was an ambitious little bugger, actually, because I remember at one stage I wanted to be a park ranger. I wanted to wear the the green or beige kind of outfit and, you know, drive around in a ute and check on, you know, the trees and, I don't know, like just animals and, and wildlife in general really intrigued me. And I grew up in the country, so there was lots of that around. But then when I probably hit my teenage years, it, it started to change. I turned into a little little bit more of a girl at one point. I was very tomboy-like. <laughs> and then a little aspect of, you know, girl came on board there and I wanted to be a hairdresser. Then I went back to my tomboy ways and I wanted to be a motor mechanic. 
And all along, all throughout all three, I actually wanted to be a jockey. <laughs> so does any of that equate to what I what I do today, Kim? Let's let's rewind here. Park ranger, hairdresser, motor mechanic, and a jockey. What do I do now, Kim? Yes, the they all fit because you definitely take care of a wild bunch. <laughs> You definitely have to ride your unicorn fast and hard to keep up with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, being beautiful while you're doing it, that is what you do. So look at that. You're still doing all of that (laughs) stuff as a financial designer. (laughs) Well, and maybe the motor mechanic, if I can speak English, maybe the motor mechanic aspect comes into the spreadsheets that I love because that's almost like the mechanics, and I, I say this a lot, that your finances are the engine room of your business. So maybe that's where that little 20 cents got thrown in the mix. <laughs> and you know, Gary, you, we are giggling about like where we came from basically, but I don't know very many entrepreneurs that wake up when they're little and say, this is the one thing I'm going to do and I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. I think by nature, we're more adventurous. And when we are courageous enough to take some chances, some calculated risk over our lifetime and try some things, I think that's how you find like what what will be your passion for this season. So Kim, I think you should grab your bucket and I'll grab my boom gate and let's just take a quick little break. What do you think? Perfect, Carrie. We'll be back in a minute. This podcast is sponsored by Fire Up Groundwork Brigade Mastermind. Are you an entrepreneur who is focused on making an impact? But you haven't figured out how to make an income doing it? We spent years trying to figure out how to do both. And we realized the business adventure is not a one-size-fits-all. I'm Kim White. I'm the founder and fierce leader of the My Sexy Business team. And I'm Carrie Zarb, Aussie bucket of swearing sunshine. But not in this podcast. And she's a brilliant entrepreneur, by the way. We both understand how it feels to believe we are the only ones who can't figure things out. So we decided to join forces so we could get in the trenches with you. We lead a very special mastermind group so you can be confident in strategically implementing the right things in the right order so that you too can get the best possible results. We cover a variety of topics based on what you need, including building a business that you own and doesn't own you. We even address things like social media strategy and simple tech solutions. If you would like to meet other entrepreneurs who are living proof of what is possible, come and join us and the link is in the show notes. Oh, that's better, Kim. I've opened up the boom gates. Have you got your bucket? (laughs) I do, Carrie, I do. Now, where were we, Carrie? Um... Oh, there it is. In case anyone doesn't know what that sound was, that was Carrie rewinding. (laughs) Thank you, Kim. I'm sure that needed explanation. (laughs) Well, and Kim, I'm going to go a step further on this because I don't think we wake up at any point like age timeline in our life and have that light bulb moment either. You know, this can happen at any point for anyone. It's never too late. We know that. And there's not 
a, a deadline, you know. I, I don't want anyone tuning in to be sitting there going, finding my passion, okay, I need to go out tomorrow and I need to work out what it is. It, it doesn't work like that. And for some people it might. Maybe some people are going to go and have a cup of coffee after this episode and, and have a deep think and have good, you know, mirror talk with themselves and come up with whatever that is. But for the most of us, and I'm as guilty as anybody else, it took a lot of soul searching to really work it out and narrow down on myself and get comfortable with myself to accept what my passion was as well. I think who we are, Carrie, wherever we are in life is part of business. A lot of people want to separate out that. But the truth is, I think if we're doing business, we have to be a certain kind of human. Like we have to determine what it looks like that we need to learn and grow and, and grow into to do those things. And I think a lot of that comes from what do you really want? What do you want out of life? What do you want your life to look like? If you go there first, then business is easier. And Kim, can I throw a spanner in those works? Because the answer should not be, I want a million dollars. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it sounds great in theory. And a lot of us have those thoughts. Oh, I, I just want to be rich. I, I want to make a million dollars and I want to be successful and I want to be financially secure. And yes, those things, like definitely financial security has to be part of what you want. But what's at the top? You know, if you just want to make money, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't kind of tie into the passion for me. Well, and I also think too, there are some people that that is their passion. That's just not our flavor. Like we want to make that very clear for you listening that we are not saying you have to be like us or do what we do. That's important. But when you have the focus only on money, it does change. It does change what you do, like what you're, you're moving toward, what you're building changes. So I think you can, and I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think you can make money doing anything that you're passionate about if you do it the right way. I agree with that, Kim, 100%. And I think that goes hand in hand with, you know, what sales can look like in our business. I think we have more success in business and have far more sales when we've got the passion first. I can't sell. I'm not a salesperson. I can't sell ice to Eskimos, any of that, like nothing. I couldn't sell a toothbrush to, to myself, you know, like it just doesn't work. It's never been in, in my veins. But when we are so passionate about the thing, that thing that is our thing, it becomes our own child, it becomes our baby, the passion is so great, you don't have to sell. And I am going to change a little bit of that wording, Carrie, only because I do believe we are salespeople. It's we're not sleazy salespeople. Yeah. And I think that if your business doesn't make money, you won't stay in business. Mm -hmm. That's like the first part. But I do think that the sales part is something we have to get past thinking that it's a bad thing to sell. It's a great thing if you're the solution for someone. If you're the solution to a problem, be happy that you're selling, like be proud that you're selling. And that's part of, you know, looking at the things you're passionate about 
if you believe in it, someone else believes in you and what you believe in, that's a big deal. And I like that reframe, Kim, because I think the wording in this is very important. And we're both we're both saying the same thing and coming from different angles on this because I just think if I was working in someone else's business and they told me to do sales, I would really need to understand the product, really be passionate about the product, believe in the product 100% to have the confidence to be a salesperson. Maybe I could have been a great salesperson had I found that one company with that one product that had ticked all those boxes for me as a human. However, I, I agree with you also because when it's ours and we do have that passion behind it, we are just immediately comfortable to sell it. And then it doesn't feel like we're selling. I think the best sales are when we don't feel like we're selling. I think yeah. that's the best. But that that comes after some work that comes after some things that are put into place. I feel like that is something else too, is a lot of people listening may be struggling with that very thing, Carrie, of knowing that they're having a hard time selling what it is they're doing for business. And sometimes it's, you have to practice. Sometimes it's a practice thing. Absolutely. And Kim, I almost feel like we should have an episode about clarity coming up as well. Maybe, maybe the next one, maybe the next episode could be clarity because it kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with finding your passion, sitting down, having a cup of coffee. I'll keep talking about coffee people. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) There used to be a coffee salesman. That's what it is. (laughs) There you go. I did miss my calling. Oh, no, Carrie, let me just point this out. This is brilliant on your part because you have a virtual cafe where people come and learn about their finances while having coffee. They don't require, like you can have tea or you can have something else in there, but the conversations in a coffee shop take the heavy off. And you were brilliant in doing that. You're passionate about finances. You're passionate about coffee. So when we talk about your club or the things that you're doing, that's a brilliant move because you're doing things you love. And and that took time, Kim. That's another example. That was not born overnight. You know, that, that was in the making for a while and you've got to allow, we can't force this stuff. You've actually got to, you know, ride the journey a little bit and, and sit with yourself and, and have these thoughts and conversations and, and arrive at this point. I don't want to spoil the whole clarity thing and let's leave the rest of that for that episode. But you're right, Kim, you know, it just, it came into its own from my two passions. I I didn't foresee me selling coffee of all things as much as I probably could, if I was honest, but it really was, you know, more about the beans, which actually tied into the coffee. Anyway, that's a long conversation, but a great example of what we're talking about today. But I love watching you, Carrie, be passionate about what you do and passionate about helping so many people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's part of this conversation is if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to start a business and you don't know what to do yet, don't be in so much of a hurry Mm -hmm. that you don't take into consideration what when you wake up in the morning, it excites you mm-hmm. when it, cause it's going to get tough. 
Mm. Like people look at businesses, you know, you just get to this place and it just is easy from now on. It's easier if you know what you're passionate about. There's still tough stuff to do in business. Absolutely, Kim. And I think another great place to start is to even look within, you know, do you currently have any hobbies that you're doing that, you know, you might love and this, I'm just going to throw some things out there. You might love gardening. You might love painting. You know, there might be some kind of arts or crafts or something that you already do. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the business. It doesn't have to be. You might decide, you know what, I love doing that. But if I was doing that every day, that would do my head in. No, I could not do that every single day. I love, you've got to keep that separation between what is your passion that's going to be your business versus what is a hobby that is your escape. Because once you've got a business, trust me, you're going to need a hobby to escape from time to time to just get that little, you know, let me step away, let me take a breath, you know, have those moments outside of the business so that you can still have things that you enjoy And really, I think that helps us. It's almost like a bit of a coping method as well for the tough times like you were talking about, Kim. But Carrie, I've heard you say, and I think this is really important, is is your hobby your business in disguise? Oh, yes. That's something you've talked about and how how interesting to me that is, is sometimes there's something we shouldn't do for business because it will take hard work and it will take some of the escape out of like mm-hmm. the other things we do. But sometimes what we love to do is that very thing, you know, that, that loving to do that and wanting to do whatever that is every single day, finding a way to, to, you know, be financially stable with that, build a business that supports what you're loving doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. And I think it's possible. A lot of people don't understand it's possible. Well, and Kim, I think where that idea of, you know, is your hobby, your business in disguise came from, look at how many people start businesses in their garage or their basement or a spare room. You know, so many amazing companies have been built from those humble startups, you know, where someone just went, oh, let me try this for a little while. And they, they embraced it and loved it and grew it. And you just you just never know what's possible. So I don't want anyone to discount themselves to say, oh, I just do that because, you know, like it's just, yeah, you know, that's just my thing and I do it on my, in my spare time. Well, take a moment to think about it. maybe, just maybe it could be your thing. You know, Carrie, I want to go into another part of this. If someone is listening and they don't know what their business looks like or they don't know what they want, I feel like that's another place that you and I are very adamant to try things. Oh, yes. I believe in business shadowing Mm -hmm. where you go into a business that you think you want to to have like a certain kind of business, go and spend a week or two or three or four seeing what it really looks like because, and I'll, I'll just use the example of a restaurant. A restaurant looks beautiful when you're on the outside and someone's bringing you dinner and like there's candles and it's just such a great experience. But you know what? In the kitchen, running that business is a different story. 
There's a whole lot of chopping, a whole lot of, you know, hustling back there going on. There's a lot to go into that one presentation thing. So you have to be passionate enough to do the chopping in the kitchen and to enjoy the serving the plate out front when you own that kind of a business. And you might not know that if you don't shadow or if you don't go and find out the details about a business. Well, and Kim, you know that I'm a huge believer of someone in business knowing all the moving parts, you know, working in a business, even, you know, if you look at some of the companies that well, personally that I've worked in, even in managerial roles, if I'm not prepared to pick up that piece of paper off the floor, why would I ask anybody else to? So mm. I am the kind of person that will roll up my sleeves and get in there and do the work that I'm asking other people to do. And when it comes to small business, if we all, you know, start where we, where we, most of us do, which is at the very beginning and we're wearing all the hats, that is actually good for us. People mm -hmm. sometimes shy away from that thinking, oh, I can't, it's just too much. I can't do marketing. I can't do the finances. I can't think about the website. Like, and I don't want to be the graphic designer. And yes, sometimes we don't want to do all of those things and they're not our favorite things to do, but it's amazing what you can learn when you at least get a taste of all of those pieces. It helps you grow and develop for later as you grow and you outsource or you delegate. And we're going to talk about that. So no more spoilers. <laughs> but it all comes together, you know, and I agree with you on the shadowing, you know, go and have a, a bit of a taste of what this is going to be like, you know, try a little bit before dip your toe in the water. Even just, even if you don't know anyone that you can actually hop into that exact business to see all the working parts, go and sit, sit somewhere and, and just watch. If you want to be, if you want to have your own hair salon, go and get your hair done and pay attention. Watch what's going on. Watch them rushing in and out of that back room. Watch the assistants helping with the stylist with all the things. Watch the manager at the front desk. Listen to the phone calls. You've, you've got the opportunity to sponge those environments, like you said, Kim, to shadow and just absorb as much as you can to help you make a decision, really. So something else too, Carrie, is a lot of people change their mind over time. Oh, yes. And I think that that's an important part for us to talk about mm -hmm. is that it's okay to change your mind. Oh, absolutely. I did uh, plenty of times, Kim. I don't even have a list of how many different things I've tried before I got where I am today. And I'm not even going to say that this is it now. I'm, you know, in another five or 10 years, I might have a different business. There's no rule book here. I think we all get the opportunity to create what we want for ourselves and you can test and have a go and don't kick yourself if it's not it. You know, if it doesn't work or you just decide within yourself, this is not me, this is not my passion, I don't love it, I don't want to do it every day, change it. Just change it. We've all got that opportunity to create what we really want. We don't want anyone to take anything out of this conversation and go, okay, I've got to find my passion. I have to do it tomorrow. It needs to be the one thing and I've got to stick at it for life and until the day I'm no longer here. That is not what we want anyone to do because like we said before, you might need to test a couple of things. You might want to try a couple of things and you may change your mind several times. 
and that's all okay. I will speak to one thing that is a dangerous spot though, Carrie. I want to put this caution in here is if you find out you don't like something, be quick to change it. Like I, and I'm not talking about be quick to not do the work because I think when it gets hard, a lot of people quit. I do think that when you are trying something and you are trying to figure it out, one of the most dangerous things you can do is to get enough far far in enough that you're financially making enough money, but not not completely enough money. So you're making money and you don't want to give that money up and then you're really not happy. And so I feel like there's a danger zone in there too. We want to speak to of just a caution. If you really find you don't like what it is you're doing, and I'm not talking about the business work, the things you have to do to have a business. It's the thing that you're doing for business that you're not liking don't wait forever to change it because when you do, you get into this J-O-B situation again. Yep. It's just you're the one that's the J-O-B instead of going to somebody else's J-O-B. Absolutely, Kim. And for anyone that's tuning in and visually can't see us here right now, which is everyone, I'm holding up a pretty pen. And this pretty pen has pretty little diamond sparkly bits on the end of it. It's a nice pen, don't get me wrong, but if I was making these pens for my business, it's just a pen. You know, there's plenty of pens in the world. That does not excite me. So if you think, oh, I love pens, I'm going to make pens, and then you start making the pens and the next minute you're on the treadmill of making pens and then you uh, just watch out for those moments if you say to yourself, I've got to get up and make pens tomorrow. I have to be up at seven o'clock on Wednesday to make the damn pens. Like if any of those thoughts come into your mind, that's your red flag. And that's your opportunity to make the change because you don't need to be trapped. You don't need to be on on the hamster wheel. And like Kim said, you, you might as well just go and get a job and, and not have bothered in the first place. But we don't want anyone to give up. Just think of something else and take that opportunity to make that change. Yes, because if you ask Carrie about a spreadsheet, her whole eyes light up and all is different. <laughs> making pins would not be the thing, but let me just tell you, making spreadsheets, she kind of cray-cray about those spreadsheets. <laughs> I get really cray-cray. Like, honestly, my husband thinks I've got one for how many cars go down the street each day. He thinks I've got spreadsheets for everything. And, and I'm yet to create one for Netflix, although we have started a bit of a shared seasonal viewing list. So there you go. That I haven't got one for Netflix, but we've got one for everyone to gather and, and put down their recommendations of something to watch. So technically, I have got one for Netflix. There you go. Confession of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I knew you would get around to that confession, Carrie. I was watching you squirm. <laughs> oh, dear. I think that that's a good example from your pen one. That you love, you love numbers, you love that, but you had to find how that worked for you because loving the numbers doesn't mean you love every part of what numbers are involved. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a passion thing as well. Find out what you love about what you love. Well, and Kim, um, before we kind of tie that into the, probably the wrap up of the episode, um, let me just say that I too went through a moment of 
who wants to learn about finances? Like what can what can I tell people? But we're going to talk about imposter syndrome later down the road. So another spoiler alert. <laughs> but Kim, let's talk about the finances because this is this is really important as well. We spoke about it earlier about if you if your goal and your passion is to make a million dollars, that may not kind of translate as well as you would expect but we do need to set some kind of target and we do need to have an idea and I know Kim you're a huge cheerleader of people making money in business so do you want to speak to that for a moment? So I do want to speak to that Carrie because I spent a long time just feeling like I was running in circles chasing my tail not really making money because I felt some sort of weird guilt over it. I felt some sort of weird thing. I felt like I needed to give it all away. Like there's all kinds of things we have to deal with when we're we're thinking differently. You know, a lot of us were taught to go get a good job. That's what life was about. Go get a good job. And then when you're older, retire and do something. We don't believe that. But we were taught that. So we have to think differently. We have to start watching our thoughts. And a lot of times when people are doing something they are passionate about, but they aren't making any money, they have to recognize that they won't stay in business if they don't. So those times when you don't want to speak up and say, hey, I have a solution for your problem, or hey, I... You know, I know what to do about this. This is what it costs, you know, for you to to buy whatever it is. I think this is a really important shift we have to make inside of us that if we don't make money a business, we won't be here in a year from now. We won't be here in five or 10 years. Like, and when Carrie talks about changing business, Carrie's been in this business, the financial design part, she's done it for more than a decade. So this is not flighty conversation. This is reality of, you know what, I might have another business in, in, you know, another couple of years, whatever it is. But if you're not making money in business and it's costing you you know, your family time, it's costing you, the cost is too big. So definitely making money is part of, of this process. And I want to encourage you not to have a business that owns you. I don't think you should be having something that you're spending a hundred hours a week trying to make something work because you're, you're, you know, bootstrapping it in a wrong kind of way. Sometimes bootstrapping costs more than if we would go to someone who knows and has experience so we can learn quicker, shorten that learning curve. Absolutely, Kim. And I think another key part of this is if we're not careful, if we're not making money, it can lead to resent. It can actually, we can resent our passion and it can, it can you know, bubble and fester behind the scenes and all of a sudden surface back to that, you know, what we say to ourselves, if I've got to get up tomorrow, I have to do this and all that kind of stuff, because we're not motivated if we're not making any money as well. So there's a a good combination of, of things that need to kind of coincide and work together. But I do want to add as well, money doesn't come overnight. It does take time. When, when, 
Kim, you've got a, a saying that I'll get you to um, mention as well, something about, you know, overnight success. But before we go there, I also want to mention that it's also not a case of if you build it, they will come. I know that's a, a classic from a movie. But Kim, what's that one that you say about the overnight success? Well, it only took me 40 years to become an overnight success. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that that's the part that everybody looks at is they only look at the end result of someone. They don't look at the years or decades that it took to get to that spot. Yeah. And I feel like it doesn't take everybody as long as I'm a slow learner. I say this all the time. I'm a slow learner. There are successes along the way. There are, but when people look at you and they're like, oh, you're so successful. Well, look behind that because mm -hmm. you didn't wake up one morning and say, today I'm just successful and like I've made a million dollars and I do what I love. And like, it doesn't happen that way. You have to literally make a plan and stick to it, stay focused. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Patience. A lot of it patience. And I think listening, like these are just some of our experience, you know, some from our understanding of things. But when you listen and you're getting feedback from your clients and you're getting feedback from your bank account, because if your bank account is, you know, constantly negative, you're not making money in your business. You're either spending too much or you're not making enough. Like those are pretty, those are pretty simple things to check out but sometimes we get to running so fast that we're not listening to what all that is telling us i agree kim and i think we probably need to wrap this up because we've got we've got a lot in store for this <laughs> podcast like this is again i'm going to say it it's been coming a long time in the making and we're excited we're super excited to be having these conversations i feel like every conversation is going to bring out something else and as you can tell, if you listened through this episode, we've got got some little, you know, teasers coming out there and great things lined up for the next episode. So we can't wait to to chat to you again next week. How's that, Kim? Absolutely. And Carrie, I want to say thank you to you out loud because we've been talking about this for, it's been a year and a half or longer. Mm -hmm. It's been a very long time and making it happen, I just want to you know, acknowledge the fact that you are the one pushing the buttons and making things happen. And it just makes me super proud. It makes me proud that you are my partner in change in this world. And thank you. Well, Kim, thank you. I'm just always so excited to spend time with you. Obviously, we probably, if we, hey guys, if we were on the same time zones, oh, look out. Oh my goodness. It's probably a blessing that we're on opposite time zone. Kim goes to bed. Kerry gets up, Kerry goes to bed, Kim, well, Kim's already up. We do cross over, but, but the majority <laughs> of the time we're on opposite ends and it's probably good because we get things done and hence why we are partners in change and certainly got the opportunity to bring this content to the world, which is fantastic. And Kim, I want to thank you for always joining me in all the places because we hang out a lot and it's always a pleasure <laughs> and always a laugh. We're here for fun, people. If you didn't catch that earlier, it starts with a capital F, but it's the word fun and we're excited. We can't wait to keep going. Serious results, Carrie, wrapped in fun. Yes, that's it. Love it. I believe that is what you said 
like a couple weeks ago on Clubhouse. I think that's your quote. And I love that. We better write that down, Kim. I'm going to lose it. So maybe that can go on a sticky <laughs> on the wall with all the others. <laughs> Thank you for joining Kim and Kerry in today's conversation of Buckets and Boomgates. Don't forget to follow the show to be the fly on the wall for future episodes, and they can't wait to chat with you next week.